Welcome to How to Mama Without Drama. I'm your host, Nellie Westby, and today is titled, Will You Make Your Child Your Disciple? This message stemmed from watching a well-known psychiatrist, Dr. Gaber Mate. Although I don't agree with his teachings in regards to discipline, his overall philosophy captured me. He believes if we want to discipline our children, we have to first make them our disciples. A disciple is someone who loves you, not someone who is afraid to be with you. They naturally want to follow you. Let's take a look at the root word of disciple, which stems from the Latin word disciplus, which means student, learner, or follower. The Greek term is mytheus, which means more than just a student or a learner. It's someone who adheres completely to the teaching of another, making them his rule of life and conduct. Dr. Maid also believes that parenting psychology has become anti-child. Our culture is simply depriving the parent-child connection. So one example of this that touches home with me is my first job was in a daycare center that was open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And as I continued on in the field, I've worked in private school, public school, daycares. I own my own preschool. And time and time again, it's interesting that I heard so many parents who would say, oh, I work part-time, 9 to 12, but I have to drop them off open to close because I have to have lots of time to myself. Or if it's 9 to 3, whatever the case is, they would say, oh, I need to have two hours at the gym by myself, drink my coffee by myself, take a long shower by myself. And again, please don't misunderstand. Parents should have time for themselves. I'm not trying to say you have to be with your child every waking moment because it is healthy to have time to yourself. My point is, is we do have to take a closer look if we're not working hard at building that parent-child connection. He also focuses on the first seven years being the most important with the first three years being critical. I could speak to this because my first child development class at Morris County College was my favorite class ever. The teacher was a psychologist and he was saying that not only was he reiterating that fact, but he was saying that a child's personality is developed for life by the age of five, and some people say seven. And, you know, being 18 years old and young, obviously, it captivated me because I was like, wow, how cool is that? You can go to work and make that much of a difference in someone's life. He goes on to ask the question, what is your capacity of being with your child? Bottom line is that children need to attach to the parent or caregiver. Without that connection, they simply don't survive. In the absence of healthy attachment, they attach to peers. We also see this in a daycare model. When we don't have that healthy parent-child attachment, you will see if you work in a school setting or especially in a daycare setting, when those children are there 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 7 to 6 or whatever the case is year-round, so many of those children cry hysterically. They don't want to leave their caregiver from school or their friends from school. That is an indication that there is not a healthy parent-child connection. It does not mean they shouldn't be sad to leave their teacher or their friend some days, because obviously that's a good thing, right? You want your, your children to attach to their caregiver and their friends. That is a very good thing. But I'm talking about the extreme of lockdown refusing to leave, because we've seen that time and time again. The most important template for emotional health and brain development is healthy attachment. Healthy attachment is not just a mother and a father, but as many adults as possible as it truly does take a village. The saying it takes a village is an African proverb that means an entire community of people must interact with children for those children to grow in a safe and healthy environment. So the best example I can give in regards to this is a Nigerian family that we had at the school. They went on vacation and they came back and I was saying, oh, how was your trip? And she's telling me different stories. And she goes on to tell me a story 
about how the Nigerian culture is so different from the American culture and that she was in a convenience store and her son wanted candy, but it was almost dinner time. And she said to him, I'm sorry, son, but we're not buying candy and treats right now because we're having dinner soon. And he began to cry and get upset with her. And one of the older gentlemen in the store walks over and taps him in the back of the head, not like physically abusing him again, just tapping him to say like, hey, you know, wake up type thing. And I, my eyes must have been bulging out of my head when she's telling me the story. And she said, oh, no, no, don't take it that way. She said, you have to understand something. In my culture, we welcome the elders to speak into our children's lives. We want them to set them straight if they're not listening. She said, we have neighbors who spank each other's children. Again, I know in American culture, we don't do these things. But I think the overall concept is so healthy and so true. It really does take a village to raise a child. And if we allow people to partner with us and speak into our lives, we are so much better off and our children definitely are better off. If we don't make our child our disciple, the world certainly will. Daily, our children are exposed to the messages from culture, how they should act, think, look. This exposure will only increase with age. We have to be intentional in our discipleship to help our children learn how to walk with Christ in this immoral world. If we disciple our children, we are focused on teaching them, not punishing or controlling them. Proverbs 13, 24 says that discipline is needed for a good upbringing. Spare the rod, spoil the child. One of the most important responsibilities we have is to raise our children into adults that thrive in a world that is full of expectations and rules. All of our hard work results in the fruit of discipleship. John 15, 8 says, by this, my father is glorified that you will bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Always keep in mind, if we do not teach our children to follow God, the world will teach them not to. In conclusion, discipleship is the intentional way of parenting with values. And it must be a priority to teach our children to stand firm on truth in a world crowded with lies. Without a depth of training in the scripture, they will go the way of the culture. Intentional discipleship is deliberately pouring truth into our children and is a vital aspect of parenting. I pray you choose to make your child your disciple and build your home on faith in God and your child will certainly soar. Until next time.